Hello, beautiful people. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jared, the football genius, Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. The Advantage Coach. And this is episode 76 of the Fields of the Real podcast. And as you can see, I took my sister's advice and I no longer (laughs) look like I'm a part of (laughs) Al-Qaeda. They don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry for the YouTube. Yeah, that was us. For the YouTube but you viewers, can tell them. go ahead. You can see it, but for the uh, for you guys who are <laughs> listening on the various DSPs, I shaved at least a little bit of the hair off my face. It's a lot um, of hair off your face. Crazy because it just grows back so quickly. Oh, that's what's happening. Because yeah, it's, it's, okay. So you you probably can't see it. I, so I did it on Saturday last week, right? Uh huh. And like now I can fit like the hair is already starting to grow back out a little bit and I can like wow. fill it up against my finger. And I'm like, why my hair grow so fast? Listen, I feel you. I don't have the same issue. <laughs> with, a, <laughs> well, not. With, with a beard. <laughs> What's this beard you're growing? Understand my eyebrows. I have to do them every week. Like oh, wow. oh yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, I'm gonna look like somebody with. The... <laughs> yeah. I was about to make a joke, but I think it'd be highly inappropriate. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't talk about Cheeto. Is Believe. that what you're about to say? Uh, he one of them. Yes, Lord. <laughs> oh no! If it was just if it was just about him, I would have shot that joke off. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what we've seen now is that football, despite, you know, what we've seen about oh. the virus, football, because of the amount of money that it makes, um, is inevitably coming back. Right? NFL starts when? Next week? NFL starts next week. Yeah. Um College, college football, football starts. Started some some college football started already. Yeah. Um, some of the bigger conferences are going to start at the end of September. Mm-hmm. We've seen that the Big Ten and now the Pac-12, because honestly, they're kind of married. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. They're going to start before J- January one. They haven't given the. Uh, an exact start date, but they're going to start before January 1. And so what it seems like is that the, the NCAA just makes too much money for um, anyone to cancel or postpone for a long amount of time, which this should be an eye-opener to some people, but I mm-hmm. understand why it's not. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. Brian Shaw, the coach of Stanford, had David. an interesting take on this. And the David Shaw? Is it David I Shaw? I said Brian Shaw, didn't I? It's David yeah. Shaw. Okay. I, I'm getting confused with the basketball player, now yeah. coach, Brian yeah. Shaw. But David yeah. Shaw, excuse me, guys, the uh, head coach of Stanford, thinks that uh, any champion that comes from this season should have an asterisk beside it mm-hmm. because of the amount of players who one are going to decide to sit out because they're first round players and they don't want to jeopardize their stock. Um, and just the amount of time that was allotted to prepare for the season. Yeah. Um, there's just too much. Yeah. COVID will, we'll, that, that was due to COVID. <laughs> yeah. but, um, like it's just a lot of uncertainty. And so for that reason, he think he thinks that this champion, whoever's crowned the champion, they should have an asterisk beside it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a few weeks ago, when someone said the same thing about the NBA, I disagreed, mm-hmm. and I don't. I said I don't feel like that champion should have an asterisk beside it. Mm-hmm. 
But with this one, our who's really right is, do we think that the NCAA football champion should have an asterisk beside his name? Or should there even be a championship? And as always, Stephanie, <laughs> not even always now. <laughs> Sometimes always. you, you volleyball that thing right, right back to me. <laughs> I'm going to lob it right back. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, though? Um, okay, so I understand. I'm going to say that first. Mm-hmm. The, the, the reasoning behind wanting the asterisk there. Mm-hmm. However... I feel like, surprisingly enough, if whoever is playing, <laughs> whatever conferences are playing, whatever kids are playing, they're out there. They're giving their all, they're 100%. They're showing up to practice. They're going to the games. They're doing all of these things. We've already had a conversation about how I feel about this even happening in the first place, um, just because I think it's crazy with what's going on and jeopardizing their health. That's neither here nor there. So putting that aside, the fact that they're going out there and that is the, the, the place that they, they, they go and they give their all and they're doing, so the effort is there. So for me, I feel like that is reason enough that no, it should not be an asterisk by their, by the championship because whoever plays, that's who wins. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's similar. It's funny you bring up the NBA because it's similar even to this bubble. I brought up when we had the production meeting another instance, but you just brought this up. So this is present day. Mm -hmm. They had to pick certain teams to be in the bubble based on whatever, (laughs) whatever the algorithm was. Um, Go ahead. It was the teams who were within a certain amount of games. of making it to the playoffs based on the amount of games that were going to happen in the bubble before the playoffs started. Okay. So whatever their reasoning was, I just feel like it was, um, it still didn't look like what was normal for the Mm -hmm. NBA. And so if we don't put an asterisk by this, then I don't think we put one by the, by the college football championship Mm -hmm. as well, because the people who are there <laughs> are participating actively. And those kids deserve, I mean, what else do you play for? If right. you don't play for a championship, what are you playing for? I mean, everybody, yeah. I don't care what conference you're in. I don't care what, what level D1, D2, you plan for ultimately to be able to have a record that will allow you to play at a level that would get you to a championship. Okay. And college football is such now that I don't know, I don't know, like, I don't know that you can say there, well, there are certain teams that consistently dominate and stay at the top right. in the rankings, but, yeah. but even that can, you could be that one team this year that, cause it's always one or two teams just kind of slides in. Slide wasn't nowhere, expected. Right. So you can be one of those teams. So you got to give it what you, you're all in order to be able to get there. So I don't think it's fair to them to say, well, you get an asterisk by your name, by your, by your championship. No, I don't. We play for it. Right. And the people who choose to sit out, whether it's for COVID or because they don't want to hurt themselves. It is what it is. That's the same thing that happened with the NBA. People, some people have chosen to just not play. Right. I think what makes this different um, than the NBA, specifically the bubble, but also um, the, uh, the instance that you brought up, is that the NBA and, and most professional sports leagues, all professional sports leagues actually, are unified there are a lot of fractures with the NCAA because you have conference a saying, we'll do it conference B saying no. And it being a lot of uncertainty with the bubble. It was, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to do it. Now, 
everybody has, even if your players don't, because we can look at players opting out as, well, a player could have gotten injured and they wouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. I think with the NCAA, this goes a little bit deeper than this because this also involves players uh, having or being a lot of practice time, uh, an uneven level in players having competition. Like I said, players just played like the last couple of weekends. Mm-hmm. And some players aren't going to play or some teams aren't going to play until the end of September. And even still, some teams won't play until October, November, December. Mm -hmm. And so with all of this fracture, what we're asking is for a champion to be crowned amongst all of this mess when there's so many splinters in what the NCAA is. And it's funny that you brought up um, the idea of like, some of those smaller teams who, who aren't always in the conversation. Um, one coming to mind, uh, University of Central Florida, who, you know what I'm saying, with Scott Frost, even though he just went to Nebraska, had popped up on the scene a, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I think this right here, because of how fractured this thing is, will prevent those types of teams. Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of what happens with those teams is continuity. You get a team who's played together, who's had a coach, um, who's had them in the building, like really working together and working towards this goal. And now that, you know, because of COVID, you know, a lot of these players did return July 1, but there was so much uncertainty that I don't know if you could build that continuity during that time. Mm -hmm. And so, it's just a lot to contend with because the NCAA doesn't have, isn't the true, like we see now, there's no true leadership with the NCAA (laughs) because what should have happened, the NCAA being the governing body of of athletics um, for colleges, their commissioner should have been like Adam Silver. How can we expect any better to be like Adam Silver? We can't. I mean, it's, it's, okay. a, it's a tall order. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough task. But yeah. when I say that, as soon as we understood that these numbers were going up, just like Adam Silver called in all of the coaches for the NBA in order to make decisions on how the rest of the season was going to look, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Emmert should have called all of the commissioners of these, co- uh, of these um, conferences. conferences into yeah. a room to make a unified plan of what this season would look like. And that because that smart, wasn't though. done, yeah. now we're making decisions based off money mm-hmm. because we still want to get this revenue from having a championship. Mm-hmm. So the championship isn't about, to me, in my opinion, it's not about mm-hmm. the players and it being an actual champion name. Let's just get Tupi win here so we can salvage this money. Right. You know, and for the players, I, I do completely agree with you. There has to be something to play for. So mm-hmm. I do understand it. But I also think that the Astros would recognize the fact that this season was splintered. You know, and so while it's not fair to have a, a team be placed in this championship, you know, and they have an asterisk beside their name, it's also not fair for these teams who weren't given an equal shot at that championship. You know what I mean? I see. I get it. Um, So I haven't really delved into this enough to know, because like you just said, conferences are going to start at different times. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how you have schedules when everybody's all over the place. Mm -hmm. But um, is there, has the NCAA said, since we're going to have a championship, we're only going to base it off of a record that starts X, Y, Z. So that whenever everybody starts playing, then we just go with what happens from that point on versus, you know, these teams might've played for a month before another conference even started. And then, you you get what I'm saying? If the NCAA really wants to have a championship that won't be marred by some sort of, you know, it, it to me taking on what I told you in our production meeting that kind of mm. San Antonio Spurs when there was a lockout. You won't mention uh, your name. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Don't you get these fans hating you? <laughs> With the lockout. But no, there was a lot of conversation around yeah, it that was. during that time. Like, well, mm-hmm. is this a real champion? Like, right. because yeah. we didn't even play a full. So right. we've been in this territory before with the NBA with it kind of being a little crazy. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, I mean, because if the conversation is happening now with the same thing, then it's the same, you know what I mean? That, right. that same, yeah. So I just, I don't know. I, I it For me, you know, my heart's about the kids. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, um, just from their perspective, I get it. And we know you you love the kids, but you also have a very business-like mind. Mm-hmm. And so you're always thinking of things in terms of the way that they operate business-wise. And right. so I know that that's kind of where your perspective on this mm-hmm. is more so along those lines of that. And so that's why I see both. I do. Yeah. I do. I see both. both, but for the kids, mm-hmm. that's not fair. It's not, I don't care how, yeah. and you know, they don't care about how long they've had to practice. They just want to play football. They do. Right? Period. That's it. Well, they don't well, care about any of that. And so to that point though, I, like I, that's why I agree with, okay, let's have a season, right? Yeah. Now let's put some parameters in place for this country on when that season starts as yeah. far as numbers declining in certain areas and right. stuff like that. Let's have a season, but if the people at the top, because it's not a, just about the kids, if the people at the top are basing their decisions solely off of, I need this to happen so I can line my pockets, mm-hmm. like that isn't fair to these kids either. And no, I know this no. jumps into a whole different conversation yeah, no. about the NCAA yeah. and yeah. paying players. Yeah. And we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Right. But, um, you know, I, you can see the motivation for some of this stuff. You know, this this is this is the time where you truly see the term student athlete is a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it's un- well, Human it's being is a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just be real. Human being is a joke because you're a commodity. Right. You're N- just seen as a commodity. It's not even about you as a person or your well-being. We've seen it not just at the NCAA, we've seen it in, mm-hmm. in government. Right. People are just commodity. Yeah. It's funny, I was I got to the end of um the series, the game mm-hmm. the other day. And um I can't think of it. Michael Beach, I want to say is his name. He was playing uh he was the the black owner that came in and bought the Sabres. Oh yeah, oh th- yes, I know what yeah. you talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of what his name was on the show. Uh huh, but th- Michael Beach, uh huh. Yeah. He had made mm-hmm. a he had made in one of the episodes he had made a comment about the players being slaves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that took me to the I, I don't know who wrote this book. And forgive me for bringing it up without knowing the author, but uh forty million dollar slave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot who wrote that, but mm-hmm. it brought me to that, which brought me to the NCAA and this whole situation. And we are using this amateurism word hmm. to make In place ourselves of. feel better about robbing these young men. Enslaving them. Enslaving mm-hmm. them. Majority mm-hmm. of them black. Mm-hmm. Which I won't get into that, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> this a whole nother This is a whole yeah, it's a whole nother conversation. And, and yeah. I, like you said, <laughs> my slant is always like the, you know, what I'm saying, and not not necessarily just the business aspect of it, but like, um, the social implication of it. Yeah, the you motivation, like where people's yeah. mindset is. Why are you doing what you do? Exactly, yeah. and how mm-hmm. it affects. Right. Our people in total, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Like, this is a whole transference of wealth. Not even transference, but like a continuing of, you know, but I won't get yeah. into that. My <laughs> who's really right is I think the asterisk, asterisk should be there. And honestly, I don't even think it should be a champion. I think the conferences should, may have a championship. Yeah. And, that and would be, be done that like would be that. Smart. Yeah. That but, would be smart. Yeah. yeah, a national champion? Mm-hmm. No, because yeah. I don't. I think that the the 
the conferences are moving like they're separate. Leagues. They're moving yeah. independently mm-hmm. um, because there's no governing body or there's well, there no governing body that has proven right. <laughs> um, that it's able to corral this whole thing. And so, yeah, um, I don't think it should be a championship, not not a national championship. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, because it was kind of a twofold to the question. And so, yeah, the, the, I mean, I like the idea of conference champions because mm-hmm. it still gives the kids, because my argument is the kids having something to play for, right? right? So it still gives the kids something to play for, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it doesn't uh, require this whole, like you call it, fractured, uh, right. you know, setting that, that could, just it's just gonna be a mess by the end. It's gonna yeah. be so much controversy and so many people griping, whining, and moaning that it's they're gonna wish they had said no, honestly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's funny too because our favorite coach, not really, uh Dabble Sweeney was on I knew that's who you're talking about. I do like I mean, okay, go ahead. Anyway. Um was on I, I so I can appreciate him as a coach. But it just seems like every time he gets on TV that he's totally tone deaf. Yeah, so he doesn't. Yeah. When he got on ESPN, or maybe he was it was a press conference that ESPN just had the the audio to or uh-huh. audio and video. He talked about how he wants to play football right now. He doesn't think that a championship should go into February or past that. Um and you know, if I you said something to the effect of, I don't quote me, but if I had my way, we'd be playing right now. And so, of course. Um, it, it's just unfortunate to hear stuff like that when you but think it, about But you said it already. Why? Don't, don't, listen, these kids mm-hmm. are too, though. It's not just them. Yeah, no, it's not just them. <laughs> I mean, but attitude reflect leadership. Yeah. Well, these kids probably influence a lot of the attitude too. Mm-hmm. They seeing them kids every day. Yeah. They see the and they they hearing from the kids the kids more than we are. Oh, the coaches, the yeah, no, definitely, yeah. So some of the, I think it's a reciprocity thing. They're they're both influencing one another at this point. Yeah. And and a coach like Dabo Sweeney, he has a heart for the kids. We know mm-hmm. that. I, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. He has a heart for the kids, and so if they're in his ear. And they're like, but mm-hmm. we want to be play. We know already Trevor Lawrence has been real clear. He wants to play. You know, right. So <clears throat> I'm sure that's the, the attitude throughout his locker room. So right. that influences him too to go out in public and say things and like, say so, we yeah. just want to be, we just, I just want to play. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because that, his kids, that's what he's hearing. Yeah. We just want to play. Like all this other, it don't, we just want to play. Right. So that's kind of where I think it's kind of both both ways for a coach like him. Like, yeah. I don't know that I say that if it was Nick, Nick Saban, Saban saying yeah. that. I would not feel like that came from his kids. I feel right. like that is strictly him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if you even, do you even know who they are? Right. Right. A lot of assumptions, not in his locker room, but just don't yeah. get that feel from him that right. he that dude. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Cause yeah, <laughs> Stunk, like literally, you know people by their numbers. Ten, what are you doing? Like that. Right, kind of right. oh, yeah, that's a whole. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Boy, about these yeah. coaches, some of these coaches. But yeah. but to your point, I won't even veer into that. To your point, though, you can see that Dabo Sweeney does have a heart for his kids. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, but it, it's like. I I think he needs a publicist. <laughs> Probably so. Probably uh, so. The, the way does, it comes off. PR, yeah. PR just isn't one of his strong suits. Because he's just going to be brutally honest mm-hmm. and speak from, well, it's kind of like Cheeto. Like, just speak, you speak from your heart, yeah. even though it's not detrimental the way it is when it comes from him. Oh, okay, I was about to say, Lord, no. please don't compare No, 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 no. It's not detrimental. It is just the the heart behind it is is good mm-hmm. it's just it might not be necessary to speak everything you feel <laughs> sometimes yeah. you need to either not say something or carefully craft the way that you say it to ensure that 
what you're trying to convey comes across. Yeah. But when you just speaking from your heart, sometimes it don't it doesn't come off the way you the way you thought it would. So I think that is what Dabo Sweeney is guilty of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, All right, so tell y'all us who us you know. think is really right. Yeah. Stephanie thinks that there shouldn't be an asterisk by the champion, whoever's crowned. I, I think there should be. <laughs> but I think we both agree that there shouldn't be a national championship. No, no. Yeah, like, yeah, but they, they do need to play for something. So I'll something. concede there mm-hmm. that, that okay. <laughs> there needs to be something to play for. Something, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, All right. Yeah. Let not, us know. Not, Let's let's talk about oh, uh, third cousins now, because with this comment, <laughs> he ain't first cousin. Not third cousin. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kirk Cousins really wants to play football. And do most of them. Yeah, no, no, but he really <laughs> wants to play. Clearly. <laughs> so he he comes out the other day and he said, um, in response to the risk of COVID. If I die, I die. So I'm going to read. Let me read the entire thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. If I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to let nature do its course. Survival of the fittest kind of an approach. Then he goes on to say, and just to say, if it knocks me out, it knocks me out. I'm going to be okay. You know, even if I die. If I die, I die. I kind of have peace about it. Yeah, so, mm, yeah. Sorry for the dead air. Uh, no, so, yeah, we was, we was in a place. This. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so he's had to, just, just so you know, he's had to come back and, and try to, because he Clarify. got so much flack from that. Of course. That it was a, but, but, <laughs> He cites his Christian faith. Of course. As his reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it was a personal statement, not something that he thought applied to everybody, just mm-hmm. where he is and how he feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Third cousins. Third cousins. Yeah. Um, this is precisely <laughs> why I needed you out of D.C., Even yeah. if you feel this, you don't say this. And it's it probably not goes is <laughs> not socially responsible because it's not just about you. It doesn't matter that, well, this is what I feel and it doesn't yeah. reflect the opinions of others. No. But I feel like others should do. No. You get paid at this point twenty five to thirty million dollars a year. No. You get paid that much because you have influence. Yeah. And you can play football. You have mm-hmm. a crowd of people who follow you. You have a platform, sir. Yes. Whether you want it or not, you have You it. got it. You got it. You know, so going out and making a statement like, if I get it, I get it, informs those people who follow you, um, some who are going to follow your every word, that even if you wanted to come across a certain way, it's still gives the uh, impression that I'm not really taking this thing that serious. I got a bigger problem with the whole survival of the fittest comment. Um, Because not quite sure if you've really been understanding, reading, paying attention to what is happening across the country and the world, but I do not believe that just using the United States, I don't even know because I try not to look what mm-hmm. the number is at this point, but I'm sure it's at 200 or close or well over mm-hmm. of people who have passed away from this, this horrible virus. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those people were not sick and old. Mm-hmm. So some of them, even athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to be an athlete to be fit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I got a problem with you even, like, it's almost arrogance 
Right. Um, to say that, like, survival of the fittest, like, what are mm-hmm. you talking about? That is not what this is about. This this virus has no rhyme reason. It don't care how old you are, mm-hmm. what your health issues are. You might be right. more susceptible because you're older or because you have health issues. However, right. it does it ain't not only take no out. rhyme or reason. Right. It has it's so for you to come out and make this statement is socially irresponsible. And I'm going to just say it. You too darn old. Kirk Cousins is 32 years old. Mm-hmm. You're too you old. Not to know better, sir. Sorry. Especially when the majority <laughs> of the players on your team are black and brown people. And we know mm-hmm. that it's um, disproportionately affecting black and brown people. So but it's the survival to of say the fittest, survival so. of the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Don't has go has there. some severe there. implications Jared, that don't you go probably <laughs> you probably didn't think of before. You, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. You probably didn't think ooh. of that before you said what you said. But ooh, that's just ooh. If I'm a teammate, we having a conversation. But what yeah. are you trying to say? Because right. clarify yeah. yourself, please. Yes, please. Because ooh, that ooh. Yeah, yeah no. <sighs> yeah, that was pretty bad. That. It was irresponsible, mm-hmm. reckless. It's almost like when Drew Brees said what he said back right. a couple of months ago. Like, shut up. T- tone if you, don't, ha- tone if you don't have anything good to say or you like, again, like we just said about Dabo, like if, if you can't just curtail and think before you speak mm-hmm. of the ramifications of what you're about to say, then you should probably just be quiet. Right. Yeah. Just be quiet. Yeah. Y'all know how many times we have to think before we speak on this right. podcast? <laughs> That's why stuff you, that we you might hear us delve into something and we kind of pull back the reins on it. Like, yeah. Okay, can't say okay right we now. can't talk about that right. because it's, it wouldn't come out right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so yeah, no, I'm not feeling that at all. Boo, it's, third it's, cousin. It, a lot of what we say wouldn't come out the right way, especially when talking about your president <laughs> you must be talking to the pillars behind me <laughs> uh, i'm gonna do one my... of these moves you must be <laughs> shot right now, past you huh yeah your president pillow yeah so why your president can't mind his business First of all, I will not receive trigger, that. He is trigger. not my president. <laughs> my I president is black. <laughs> saying. <laughs> I will not receive that. But let me just say, he is grasping for straws. For yeah. any way to get in the good graces of people. And he knows that there is a huge number of people who have the same sort of mentality that he has mm-hmm. when it comes to athletes because we've seen clearly his his take on it when we were talking about the kneeling and the national anthem Mm -hmm. um and how he felt about these players get that sob off the field so his hold again you are just entertainment and a commodity Mm -hmm. and so he knows there is a, a very large number of people who share that opinion Right. Um, even if they don't really recognize that's the opinion they have, that is what mm-hmm. they have because right. that's what you, you're not concerned about the kids and their well-being or their mindset. We're not just talking about COVID. We're talking about social unrest, everything that's going on. They see another black man being shot or killed every day. Um, so none of that is what is, is of concern to this particular group of people. They just want to see football because they want to see football. Mm-hmm. And so um, he is, he has stuck his nose in here with the big 10 <laughs> mm-hmm. to try to, for political gain in my, mm-hmm. opinion, in my opinion, because you he... can't be caring about <clears throat> one conference so much that. Yeah. Right. And it's the don't don't we won't miss the demographic and the and the where the Big Ten mm-hmm. lies. Big Ten country, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, 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 I don't even want to talk about him. 
I ain't got no problem with that. I just don't really like. I just when I saw it. I'm just tired of like. I'm t- I'm tired. Tired, not tired. I'm tired. Like every day is something new with him, man. It's just like. It's, oh, listen, that numbers. article I sent you. Yesterday, yeah, oh my god, that was so on point. Listen, I'm gonna read it every day. I ain't yes. never telling you no lie. I'm gonna read it every day. <laughs> he hit that thing. He hit that nail on the head. And so eloquently, I just loved it. It wasn't a bashing. It was Mm-mm. so eloquently put. Yeah. I just loved it. So and anyway, it was infused with a little bit of comedy. About, so yeah. like, yes, yeah. it was hilarious. But yeah, <sighs> yeah, get out of just listen. Let's go. I'm a proponent of people staying in their lane. Mm-hmm. Just like he had no business even commenting on what was happening with the NFL. Right. You just didn't. That, listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's no different than any other organization or company. That is their business. You don't st- stand up on the podium as the president and talk about Amazon. You don't stand up on the podium and talk about fact. You don't because that's mm-hmm. not what you do. That's not what you should be concerned right. with. And especially not and now. Especially when your response to COVID has been what it's been. And then you sending troops out to to places where people protest and where you it, so waging yeah. war against your own citizens. He got so go. he got to go. So I, just yeah. I'm gonna be quiet because yeah, this is not a political show, and no. we don't want. We can have our opinion. Mm-hmm. And people are clear; they know where we stand. Why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're right. both we're both black, so mm-hmm. we, we just and it doesn't mean all black people <laughs> are anti-Trump. Right. However, a majority of us uh, understand and and get and have a a true sense of his detriment to us, and so and his lack of empathy. Well, he don't have empathy for anybody, but. He truly has no clue about us, mm-hmm. no desire to know, no desire mm-hmm. to, to care. So right. it just really, so that is our opinion, not to be, this is not an influence on anybody else and where they are, you, you believe what you believe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm a real proponent of that. That's the freedom that we have in this country. You, mm-hmm. if that's who you like, that's who you like. Right. That's just our personal opinion. We, we like uh, our girls. Um, Jamel and, and um, Carrie and Champion. Carrie Champion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's just how mm-hmm. we feel. Right. Period. Right. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, he don't get no more airtime today. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. All right, mental health moment. Yeah. So y'all know <laughs> so much is going on. We just got through talking about oh, some of the things that are affecting us as a country and individually. Um, if I'm transparent, Jared and I had our production meeting and in the middle, and when we were talking and I'm telling him, I can't even talk about like half of the stuff that happens on a daily basis or mm-hmm. that we know has happened. I, I just, I, I have run out of room and capacity mm-hmm. to, to put anything else in. You know what I mean? Right. 2020 has been rough. Yeah. And it's been rough for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And so opposed to us talking about a person today, mm-hmm. we wanted to kind of take a moment. So most of you know, um, I'm a certified life coach and mm-hmm. I, um, and I work as a life coach. That's my career. Um, and so in doing so, I talk to people a lot who are dealing, not just because of COVID, but, you know, other things that are happening and the social unrest, all of that kind of stuff. And it affects people. People are, are having a hard time. And um, honestly, I'm not diagnosing anybody, but I feel like most of us at this point are experiencing some, some form of PTSD. Mm-hmm. which is post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. We, because it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is true. We are stressed out. Anxiety is high. And so I just thought today, instead of us talking about it from the standpoint of an individual, I would just share some tips, mm-hmm. some coping strategies with you all that I share with patients as our clients, as I talk to them. So one of them is deep breathing. Mm. Um, 
just when you're feeling yourself getting overly worked up or anxious, take a moment. Just breathe. I even recommend to people meditation. I don't know yeah. how, you know, if you don't, you know, some people don't believe in it or they, they say my mind is going too much. There mm-hmm. are ways to help yourself. But deep breathing, breathing in oxygen yeah. helps your body. And, get, and it slows mm-hmm. your heart rate. It just it just helps your body. So incorporating that as a, a part of what you do can help you a lot. Um, so deep breathing is one. Um, progressive muscle relax, relaxation. Um, and so what this is, is I do this with my grief support group. Before we start every, when we were meeting in person, before we would start every week, we would do this. Mm-hmm. And so it's literally like you start at your, like, let's just say your shoulders and you, you um, tense them up. Mm-hmm. You tense your shoulders and then you relax. And then okay. you might go to your, I'm going to just skip. So now I'm in my thighs. Mm-hmm. I tense my thighs mm-hmm. and then I relax them. I tense my calves and I relax them. So just going progressively down your body and just giving yourself like that tense up because when you tense up, it, get, it, it alerts your body. And then yeah. when you relax, it gives your body a, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. So it, it seems simple, but it's something that really works. No, I, 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 with that one in particular, I didn't, I'd never heard of it, but I do know that some people walk around tense and not and they don't know that they're tense me all the time i, so, I stay like this yeah I have to make myself just kind of right yeah. it's being conscious of it mm-hmm. being yep. conscious of it absolutely um another one is mindfulness and so with mm-hmm. mindfulness we're talking about like getting in touch with yourself spending time this is where meditation can be really good too mm-hmm. just getting in touch with your and being aware of your present moment I, this is my favorite thing to say, and I don't know if it's something somebody else put out there or it's just something I came up with myself, but um, today, no, how does it go? Today is a gift from God. That's why it's called the present, and you need to live in it. I like it. And so being aware, understanding where you are, it's about, you know, not being so stuck in your head about what's going on, but just giving yourself what's going on. Because what I tell people all the time is when you think of the past, that's where depression lives. Mm-hmm. And when you stay stuck in, so when you stay stuck in the past, that's where depression lives. Mm-hmm. When you so worried about the future, that's where anxiety, anxiety lives. lives yeah. So staying in the present is such an important thing. So that is another mm-hmm. one. Um, Obviously, being self-aware, self-monitoring yourself is important. Mm-hmm. So being very honest with yourself about where you are and how you feel. Having people in your life that can support you when you're feeling a certain way is equally as important. So, so, so having that support system. Self-care. Listen, mm-hmm. I don't care what you love to do. Do it at least once a week for yourself. Mm-hmm. Or things that you know are necessary. Self-care for me. Self-care Sunday is a mandatory thing in my life. Mm-hmm. I do everything I need to do. I steam my face. I, I Whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, last Sunday, I made myself the best uh, chai latte ever. And I sat and I that read. And, oh, so <laughs> and so, yeah. That's that kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. whatever pleases and, and gets you to your good space, do it. Whatever that means. Um, expressive writing is another one. Everybody doesn't like to write, but I feel like journaling is something that is so critical for people. Having a space and a place, because even when you have a support system, you have people to talk to, you Mm -hmm. might not not always want to share everything with them. And so having that place where you can just get it all out Mm -hmm. sometimes is, is so important. So journaling is something else that I feel like is really important. So um, keep, I'm just, it's a whole bunch of them. The last one I'm gonna talk about is behavioral activation. And so what this is, is how you increase your activity level. Okay. So finding ways to get out and do positive things, rewarding activities. It doesn't mean exercise for everybody. It could be anything, you know, go have a picnic at the park, you know, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, you know, so. Those are just a few. 
there are many more, but I just yeah. wanted to, I thought that's what we would do with the mental health moment. No, I think, and I think that's important too, especially like, um, because not everyone has access to this information. Yeah. And when I say access, like, I mean, obviously you could look it up or whatever, yeah. but you know, the people who you listen to or trust, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Receiving this information from them, yeah. um, may be more accessible than you thinking to yourself to go out and find this information on your own. So um, I hope you guys truly appreciate uh, this info that Stephanie gave us. I know I'm going <laughs> to use some of it. I, I, I already do like the deep breathing. Um, and I have to be more conscious, conscious of, <laughs> I, I just mixed that up twice. Okay. <laughs> I got to be more conscious about uh, meditating. Yeah. Because when I do it, like, I feel amazing. Yeah. But, like, sometimes the hustle and bustle of going here yeah. and there, like, you don't actually take the time to, like, do it. So Yeah. No, I've, and it's, it's something I tell people, like, you're important. And mm -hmm. so if you, if you can receive that you're important, then you're going to make time. Yeah. And so even if it's a 10 minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, mm -hmm. some short but just giving yourself that opportunity and with breathing. So two, two quick things with breathing, try the, I think it's the four, six, seven method where mm -hmm. you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for five and then you let out for seven. Yeah. So that's one thing. And two with meditation, a way that you can slow your brain down when you're meditating is to think about your breathing. Mm -hmm. So literally tell yourself, I'm breathing in, breathe out, breathe in. Yeah. And it you can't think about multiple Nothing things at a time. Right. So yeah. if you just think about your breathing, it will help you to calm your mind. Right. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I can go all day with this. This is my, <laughs> right. this is my world right here. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. right. Feel good final thought? Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately yeah. for Utah fans, the, uh, the um, Denver. The Denver Nuggets defeated the Utah Jazz the other <laughs> night in Game Seven of the playoffs. Because I, I said Utah, and I was like, "Wait, yeah. no, it yeah. was Utah that lost. Yes, it was Denver that won." Excuse me. Yes. Um, they, um, Utah was um, eliminated from the playoffs in Game Seven the other day. Yeah. Um, but Donovan Mitchell and other some of the other NBA players we've seen. Um, What's the kid that told me his name from Denver? Uh, Jamal Murray. Yes. Mm -hmm. Every time I think about it, I just want to cry. But okay, go ahead. Like, well, well you, you told me about that part. Share that part with us. Like the just the raw emotion from Jamal Murray. So I think it was Game Six. Mm-hmm. And it was the post game and he was being interviewed and his, his reaction, he's, he's, you can tell he's really attempting to listen to what's mm -hmm. being asked of him, but the raw emotion he was feeling at the mm -hmm. moment was so powerful that he literally was, it was like he was having a panic attack because mm -hmm. the reporter had to stop asking questions and just say, it's okay, breathe. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was, and, and he just kept saying the same thing over and over again. He said we had to win, but he was like, "But it's ain't even about that." And so they panned down to his shoes. Mm -hmm. He had a picture of George Floyd on one and Breonna Taylor on the other. He mm -hmm. said, "I did this for them." He said, "They're my motivation." This is. It was just. It was so powerful. Uh, to witness that young man in the way that he was responding and reacting and his raw emotion that was being so evidently shown was mm -hmm. we knew it was beyond basketball he kept saying we had to win but we knew that wasn't what it was about like you know yeah it was just powerful if you can find the clip people go watch it because it yeah. was powerful and I'm then to turn around in game seven and have Donovan Mitchell at his mm -hmm. post game conference sharing his raw emotion and just almost in tears mm -hmm. as he was talking about this and just like now the, the young man has even gone a step further i don't know if you saw this he's paying for um jacob blake's um 
kids college and he put a st- uh, he's put a college fund together for them. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. So I didn't see that. yeah, he just did that yesterday. Um, and so just <laughs> so y'all know our our parameters for feel good final thought are either it makes us smile or laugh or we have eyeballs sweat. <laughs> And I don't know if you all know how much, how hard it is for me right now not to have eyeball sweat mm-hmm. because watching them, they're young. They should be enjoying themselves, right. having so much pain. Mm-hmm. It just, it broke me. It broke me. Yeah. yeah. What you're not about to do is have me crying on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and it's just rough, man, when you when you look at these stories and you you see another one, you know, like and this one hit closer to home. They all they all hit. They all do. Yeah. They all hit. You know. Yeah. But, um, a kid in Southeast DC was shot by the police and they have video. He said that the kid pulled a gun on them, but they have video of the kid throwing the gun away mm-hmm. while he was running. Wow. <laughs> um, and they used the fact that he had the gun to justify killing him. Yeah. Like, you, you look at these NBA players and I, I believe it was Montrez Harold, who I saw last night, who had how many more on the back of? Mm-hmm. That's one of the sayings they. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. that's a real question: how many more? Because we keep seeing it, and we keep seeing it, and it's like, forget about us as black people. Other cultures and other communities who aren't outraged because there's some that are. Why y'all not outraged by this? Like, and, you know, I try to stay away from the comments because, you know, I, I see people saying stuff like, well, he had a gun, what you expect, or... Yeah, justifying what's just, happening. Like, yeah. we have a I whole justice system. Jared, I had to turn the TV the other day from Court TV because they were discussing the George Floyd case. And they were literally, the defense is literally <laughs> trying to make this about this man's record. Mm-hmm. And, and this man that was being interviewed kept saying he was a bad person. What? It just, and the black woman that was on there, he she he kept trying to just talk over it. And she was like, no, I'm not going to let you just talk over Why do you just keep talking about him being a bad person? Mm-hmm. He, that isn't relevant. What he did doesn't make him a bad person. And right. so you can't keep putting this out on public, like in the public, mm-hmm. that he's a bad person. So right. this is, yeah, yeah. So it's just justification. Yeah. Trying to make it, and even some of us are justifying it just to try I honestly think it's more of a survival thing. You know what right. I mean? Like, well, I wouldn't be out with a gun or, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so I'm safe because I wouldn't be doing something that wasn't blah, blah, blah. But then you got to think of a person like a Sandra Bland or a Breonna Taylor who weren't doing anything, but they're still dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Show picks. Yeah. Show picks. What you um, so I just finished the um, two seasons that they had on Netflix of Cobra Kai, which mm-hmm. is a spinoff, if you will, I guess. Of, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you call it, but anyway, it's a show adaptation of mm-hmm. the um, original Karate Kid um, movies. Mm-hmm where there was uh, Daniel Son and Daniel Son, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, 
you know, the kid he kicked in the face, basically, yeah. <laughs> to win the championship in the mm-hmm. first. Um, and so the, the show kind of picks up now. In present mm-hmm. day, Mr. Miyagi, of course, Pat Morita passed away in 05, I think. So, yeah. um, you know, Miss Miyagi's dead and Daniel is successful. And, you know, there's the kitty kicked in the face. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so this is basically because that was the dojo that the kid right. that he beat was yeah. the Cobra Kai. And so it's more about that, that relationship um, and what's, what happens with him and his dojo now. So okay. it's, 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 it's pretty good. I was like, okay, y'all did that. It was pretty yeah. good. Um, and then it's funny when I, I first, when I first like saw it, I thought it was like yeah. a commercial, like kind of like a parody, like not really a yeah. real thing, but then I found <laughs> right. out like, it was actually a show. I was like, yeah. oh wow. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, and the one I added, mm-hmm. bookmarks so celebrating <laughs> black voices. Um, I saw this yesterday, started watching. What is that on? It's on Netflix. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. It is celebrity, African-American celebrities like Tiffany Haddish, Common, Jill mm. Scott, Missy Copeland, um, all, just a myriad of people who are oh. um, reading s- stories of written by, I believe, and um, about uh, people of color. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check that one out. It's amazing. I was like, "Yes, y'all do this." It was, <laughs> it was beautiful. It is, and I hope that people really sit their kids down. Right. And I mean, I know it seems childish because a lot of the books are for they look like kid little kid books, but still, listening mm-hmm. to the stories that are being—I'm not giving a plug. I'm sorry, but my aunt, auntie, mm-hmm. auntie wrote auntie wrote an amazing book about a young African boy who plays drums. It's mm. along those same lines because it's to, it's to encourage and empower. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like regardless of the level of the book, the message is necessary. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, pick up Auntie's book. Auntie done wrote three books, honey. Oh, excuse, excuse me, Auntie. Or maybe more than that. I don't, I don't know. But, but yeah, I know of three at least. Auntie, you oh, might yeah. teach me some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, so mine is uh, <clears throat> actually a play adaptation mm-hmm. I haven't even seen yet. But so mm. many people talk about this thing that yeah. by the time that YouTube, the YouTube viewership, by the time you see this, I will have watched it. <laughs> um, but Today? those of you who are listening, yeah. <laughs> it's Friday, this, remember? Yeah, this evening, right. But I'm saying that the, the YouTube, they, they not oh, going to hit us next week. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but those of you who are listening, I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but based off of what everyone says about it and just the amount of acclaim that it's gotten, Hamilton. Yeah. I have to No, see that's on now. my bucket list yeah. for Broadway, though. Like, that was a Broadway. Oh, you want to go see Oh, you want to go see it. Yeah, no, I knew it was on Broadway first, but yeah. it was adapted yeah. um, into this, uh, you know, musical. Mm-hmm. So Lynn Manuel Miranda, did I say his name right? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> okay, is <clears throat> the creator of it. Um, and you know, I'm at um, I, how much I love history. Yes. <laughs> um, so I really want to see. I want to see like the the story of this conflict between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Yeah. Um, and how it played out, and I mean, we know the outcome, but. <laughs> I just want to know the story leading up to that. Right. More right. about Alexander Hamilton, the man. Right. Um, but yeah, we are at the end of episode 76. Yeah. We are counting down to 100. Yeah. And oh, I feel like it's going to go by fast. Quick? Yeah, absolutely. Prayers, and sh- prayers out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his family. Yes. Just a side note. Yeah, all, no, I, I, two, four-year-old, mama, daddy. It's yeah, a lot. That, that is praying a lot. So yeah, prayers, prayers to, to yeah. he and his family. Yeah. Um, Lord, yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. But as always, you know, we really, really, really appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, you can hit us up on Twitter at Phil, the number two, the real P1. On Instagram at Field the Number Two the Real Podcast, shoot us an email. 
um, at Fields of the Real Podcast at gmail.com, the number two. Um, and where else can they? Oh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Fields of the Share. Real Podcast. Huh? Share. Yes, share, like, share. subscribe, all that good jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but go was, uh, check out our pep talks on Instagram. On Instagram, yes. So <clears throat> the series of pep talk, we are um, at episode two of the pep talk. Stephanie does a terrific job with this. Um, we are, the, if you miss them on YouTube, and I don't know if they, with IGTV, if they go away, they are on YouTube as well. So <clears throat> go like, share, subscribe. Um, give us some feedback. We truly appreciate it. Yes. Um, the um, I am coming with a series called The Post Game. Um, and let's just say pretty soon. I'm looking at my first one coming out next Thursday, but pretty soon. <laughs> it, it'll be Thursday. It'll be Thursday. I just need to uh, sit down and record it. But um, like I said, we love you guys. Peace. Peace. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.